So I'm reading this book called Empires of Light, and it's about the War of the Currents, which uh, took place between Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, and George Westinghouse, among others. And it's about who's going to win, uh, alternating currents or uh, direct currents. And there's a, uh, a, a sentence in the book that I think ha- um, relates to what Bill Gurley's talking about with the problem with tra- traditional IPOs. And so let me just read this sentence to you. The background is this is taking place in New York City in around the 1880s before the invention of the car. So it says cleaning crews spread out every night to remove two to three million pounds of equine of horse manure left behind each day by the city's 150,000 horses. And when I read, came across that, I read that section, I think on the same day I listened to what Bill was saying. And it just... Uh, it's like another reminder that there's constant ways for entrepreneurs and in society in general to improve problems that people don't even see as a problem yet, right? Now that we have uh, the invention of the car, the automobile, you're not gonna, you're not in a city where you have to step over or have a cleaning crew pick up uh, two million pounds of horse poop. So life has gotten better, sensibly. And what's interesting to me is, you know, for for a very long time, people thought, okay, well, this is the best, this is the best we, uh, solution we have. So we're just gonna go with the solution we um, like the the only solution that we know that is actually in existence as opposed to hey putting a lot of time and energy how do we overcome this problem where we're just living in 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 filth like the cities are full of disease and filth because of this so um that relates to what bill's saying because bill's saying everybody knows what has heard of an ipo you know when a company goes public when they start selling uh shares to the public and uh, to public investors usually you'll see headlines about it. it's like a big deal and what Bill Gurley is saying is like it's the equivalent of of horse poop in a city. We're doing things the wrong way. Um, so let me just jump into my notes. He says, the process I've been championing is the one that Slack and Spotify have used. It's called a direct listing as opposed to initial public offering. So he says, uh, here's one problem that most people don't even know how a traditional IPO is allocated. He says, if you understood how a traditional IPO is allocated, it is completely tautological that they have that they would end up mispriced. It is as unscientific a process as you could possibly have. So what Bill's saying is that it was created to end up mispriced. It's supposed to be that way. And then why are we continuing down this this uh, this path? And he says that th- this mistake has uh, cost about 800, since 1980, $896 billion in losses uh, by underpricing. And I'll get to that in one second. He says there are numerous, numerous now why, why would this, like if there's a better way to do things, why is this process still the most common process, the way, most common way for a company to go public? And he says there are numerous pra- players in the traditional system that, that have access to and are beneficiaries of these large slugs of underpricing. So somebody's making a lot of money on it. And of course, human nature is they want that to continue. He says a professor at the University of Florida calculated that the, the amount of money given away by underpricing since 1980, it has been $896 billion. And Bill does a really good idea here. He anchors that in our minds by saying that is more than the market cap of Google. Um, so he says all the people that are beneficiaries, of course, to the system don't want this to end. They come up with a long list of arguments. One of their arguments against direct listing is that this may work for Slack or Spotify, but won't work for anywhere else, one else. And so what they mean by there is that a lot of people know what Slack is. A lot of people know what Spotify is. But there's a lot of companies that go public that does not have uh, that much exposure. That's not like a, a, a brand name known by everybody. Um, Bill finds this to be uh, ridiculous. Um, he's And then he's going to describe like what... Uh, what the traditional IPO process is. He says in a traditional IPO, they handpick, meaning the investment bakers who are, who are uh, taking the company public, 
who are they? Who, uh, they handpick who they are going to give the stock to and intentionally ignore, ignore people who want to pay more. They cut them out of the process. And so he's being interviewed and uh, the host interjects. He's like, yeah, but don't investment bankers do that, meaning cut people out who want to pay more so they can prioritize long-term investors instead of just somebody who's going to buy and flip it real quick. Um, it's the point. Um, and so Bill's like, yeah, that's what they say. That is the rhetoric. But if you talk to CEOs who've gone through this process, they are told that. But when they look at the, ch ch uh, the cap chart six months later, it's not the same people. It's meaning it's not the same investors, meaning that, yeah, they're told that we've highly we've handpicked your investors we've identified people who are in it for long term and you go back and see who your investors are six months later and these people are nowhere to be found so it's actually not true and so bills like that listen if you want to if you want to sacrifice on price and optimize for uh, uh to optimize for uh, investors that will hold long term that's fine but it needs to be some kind of written agreement not just give away 896 billion on the hopes that the, the over uh, you know 30 years or whatever it's been 40 years uh, on the hopes that these people hold on. So he says, if that agreement was true, perhaps they could enter in some kind of lockup agreement or some contractual guarantee, but there is none. Meaning that's what you're told, but they're actually, there's nothing in writing that says they have to keep it. If that is the trade you're making, shouldn't there be something to hold them accountable to that? That See, this is just what I mean. It's like a big problem, but Bill and uh, others like him are the, are the few people that are actually bringing this to everybody's attention that, hey, we have a lot of horse poop here and there's a better way to do that. <laughs> And the horse poop in this case is traditional IPO and and the automobiles, the direct listing. Um, he says, traditional IPOs have been underpriced for so long that venture capitalists and founders don't want to sell into the IPO because they know it's a rigged price. Um, he says, I've, and now he's, he's trying to do something about this. That's why he's doing these interviews. That's why he's trying to speak out. And he's just building a, a broad network of other people that understand the problem and, and get them talking too. So at least what people understand, bring to humans' attention, hey, there's a problem here and maybe we actually do something about it. So he says, I've been talking to as many finance professors, lawyers, former SEC, SEC people as I can. I'm building a huge network of people who have thought about this problem. And then here's, they're like, well, why is, it, why is this happening so much? And Bill has a, has a theory, and I really like this theory. He says, there is a remarkable asymmetric experience the bankers on the buy side, meaning the people that are actually going out and finding the investors for the company, are doing 50 to 100 IPOs a year. That's how they make their money, right? But that founder will do one in their lifetime, two tops. The result is a remarkable amount of disinformation. And then Bill's a really great storyteller, so he ends here. And he compares it to something that, that um, out, is outside of the finance industry that more people understand. He said it's, it's a lot like a big southern wedding. It's this thing that is only going to happen once in your life and you get all these handlers and you just do it the way they tell you to do it. 